All right, friends, family, team, welcome back to another episode of the Washed Up Podcast, Season 9, Episode 14. We got to catch up. Me and Brady haven't talked in a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean a week. Then we get into a Brady's bodily bewilderment, some more TV shows and movies, Rex. And then we got a little MLB because opening day is two days away. I'm pretty excited about it. Brady's not, but he will be soon in two days. Little NBA, and then some NBA into what's going on with Luca, some NCAA tournament, men's and women's. Welcome back, you dirty animals. Oh, it's the Washed Up Podcast. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the Welcome back. Before we get into number 14, Pat Mallers and Chef Charles, their music just makes me so happy. They, they keep telling me they're coming out with music soon, and they keep running into some hiccups, but once it comes out, it will be the anthem for everything that I'm feeling at the time. They are probably two of the more underappreciated artists that I know of, and obviously there will be a little bit of bias there because I know them, but if you haven't given them a little checkout, you should give them a little checkout, Yeah, and it'll become a big checkout. Yeah. Pat Maller, Chef Charles, they're the men's. The men's. <laughs> the men's. All right. Season nine, episode 14. Thank you. Pauly Canerco. I couldn't even attempt to, like, fake hate him, even when he was a Sox player, and even now more. 1999 to 2014 was his White Sox tenure, but these are his full stats, even though, like, his first three years were in with the Dodgers and the Reds, and he played, like, a total of, like, 82 games, so it didn't really even matter. He, uh, he won the World Series, six-time All-Star, 439 ding-dongs, 1,412 RBIs in his White Sox tenure, which was 15 years. He played under 100 games once, and that was 81 games. Oh, Polly, Polly, Polly. And six-time All-Star is solely because first baseman used to rule baseball. Yeah, Absolutely. Man, I wish that I was watching Sopranos and Paul Canerco was killing it all at the same time for me, just so the Pauly Walnuts hit with a little bit more of assertiveness. <laughs> no doubt. But then thinking about this, just saying things out loud and reading numbers, <laughs> 1,412 RBIs. Now let's put just ourselves and even our listeners into a situation of Little League Baseball. When you got an RBI after the game, how the fuck did you feel? Like a million dollars. He did this while making a million dollars. Great, <laughs> great segue into it. 1,412 times he was responsible for a major league run. Yeah. That's absurd. 1,412 times. Yeah. God, and he was good. 430, 439 of those was just him touching home plate. Minimum. Minimum, yeah, because of the ding-dongs. Right. God, he was so fun. 
And he, by choice, had a goatee for all of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. In the goatee era, but I think he may have started the goatee era. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, we're going to totally overlook Mark McGuire, but yeah, absolutely. He cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul and Canerco pa- may have been before him, and even if he wasn't, he lasted way longer than him. He played till he was 38, till 2014. Yeah, let me, let me ask you this question. You know my thought on why Adam Engel isn't getting ta- caught for steroids? Because he doesn't have a goatee? No, because he's like <laughs> not in the spotlight. Do you think there was any affiliation there? Like Paulie just kind of slid under the radar? I don't or get do you, it. I yeah. don't get it at all. No, like he just wasn't the big star struck oh. as Mark McGuire or Sosa. Oh, no, he didn't do steroids. I, I agree. You can't cool. last till 38 while playing 100-plus games every single year other than one yeah. while taking steroids. No one's ever done it. Cool. I just wanted to bring it up as a Sox fan yeah. so it didn't seem like you were trying you know to I yell at offensive yeah, when yeah, I exactly. don't understand things. No, that's why, <laughs> that's why we worked it out together. Perfect. Um, you know what? Since we're on the White Sox, I just want to say one thing that um, this whole Lurie Garcia dilemma is really just not what I needed two days before opening day. What happened? Apparently, he's not going to make the opening day roster. That's really good. And then the day after that announcement, somehow, some way, one guy gets nailed in the hand. Oh. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. So I'm wondering, he obviously heard the news that he probably wasn't making an open today. <laughs> Gardner men shoot him. Yeah, and he was like, how can I get one of these guys on the cusp out of the running? How much of your body and mind is in belief that Lori Garcia is colluding to make the opening day roster? 93.4%. <laughs> That's not good. That is not what you needed. It's an A. Yeah. It's an A by st- scholarly, <laughs> scholarly standards. On everybody's yeah. statistics. But so if it's true, I don't know who's going to come out as the dark horse of like who can I blame everything on? Because now that he might be gone, I'm starting to question like, oh man, do I really need him gone or do I not? And the minute he's back on the team, I'm going to be furious. You still have a full year of Tony La Russa blame. Yeah. And every trainer that ever touched a hamstring or quad on our team. Anybody who's ever talked to Tony Rusa is connected to him verbally. So you are allowed to verbally assault them. Okay. Okay, I'm in. Because of this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, we're we're just going to try a little something new here this week. We're just going to chat it up for a little bit. Okay. I have a little bit written down, but we're going to go off the cusp. If you like it, let us know. If you don't, don't. Um, so I went to the doctor today, Uh huh. Uh, I got my blood drawn, I got a little stitch on my chest, and it was, it was Everything nice. okay? Yeah, everything's good. Okay. It was, it was nice. Um, my doctor's very assertive, and he wanted to look at something on my chest, and I thought I was just going in for a little checkup, and I get in there, and then the nurse is like, take your shirt off, and next thing you know it, I was on the little table with the paper that just pisses me the fuck off. Oh, it's that the That doctor paper, it just gets ruined, and I don't really have any upper body strength, so anytime, or like abdominal strength, so anytime I try and move, it just crunches up. Oh, yeah. And then he removed a little something on my chest, and now I got a little stitch. The paper at those doctor's offices. Like, I get sanitary, sure, but God bless. Like, put something a little bit different on there. That's my bare ass touching that. Absolutely. $30 copay every time I go in there. Just take $10 of that. Or how about a dollar of that? (laughs) 
and get some fucking nice paper or don't even use it. It's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I mean, if it's about being sanitary, I would forego sanitary if I don't have to deal with that crumple. Yeah, and the lady dropped, tried to put the uh, little sheet that he was going to use to wipe up whatever he was doing, and she dropped it on the floor, and I swear I had to hold myself back so hard. I was like, five-second roll. She's like, yeah, no, this is, like, this is like important to make sure that everything's sterile here. Oh, I was God. like, and that's the difference between me and you. <laughs> but, like, we have so many sterilizing agents, like, Use it on the actual bed itself. Yeah, but it was just like it made me think a little bit about myself. I was like, I, is that how little I care about myself? <laughs> I don't yes. care. It fell on yes, a bathroom be... floor. I'm disgusting. But anything <laughs> to commit to the bit. Anything for the bit. Absolutely. It was a great joke. I'm sure the nurse in her head was like, kid's got something. Great. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. So then I went to go give blood. And she was, like, asking me about my job. And I was like, yeah, the interview made the job. She was like, what do you do? I told her. She's like, that sounds fun. And I was like, yeah, the interview made it sound a lot more fun when I was in there. And she's like, you're funny. And I was like, I can do stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I was like, and then and then for one minute and 30 seconds, I believe that. And then I got out to my car and I was like, ah, God, I'm just funny to people who don't know what funny is. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-socialites, you're hilarious, yeah, too. Yeah, but it, it still made me feel so good. Like, yeah. so so good. Absolutely. Why do you think the main reason I tried stand-up in the first place was? Yeah. Well, you're good at it. There's our, Thank you. Are any of you uh, nurses who draw blood in the crowd? <laughs> no? All right. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Bring your friends if they're nurses and they draw blood. Uh, some other things that are going on is I tried pickleball for the first time on Sunday, and that game is fucking Awesome. Yeah, I got to imagine you loved it. New tax bracket unlocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the part, too, that I was like, I walked into it like I walked into golf and got a real whirlwind of emotions that day because I walked. I was like, these guys are fucking accountants and CEOs. They don't know how to play. And then you realize after a while, like, if you just do anything for a while, you'll get good at it. And I walk into it like we talked about last week, like I'm going to be sick. Yep. And it's another one of those sports, just like tennis in high school. People with rec specs that just don't deserve to be good at anything other than counting are sick. And it's so, so fucking frustrating. Yeah. But pickleball is sick, and it's another one of those things that we talk about all the time. Super popular. God, I don't think I'll like it. Everybody likes it. And then yep. it turns out I like it. Yep. There's uh, my new building that I live in is hosting like a uh, pickleball like meet and greet for people who live in the building, blah, 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 blah. And the thing about it was fastest growing sport in America. Come play pickleball with some of your uh, neighbors. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want the first encounter with my neighbors to be, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. That ball was out. Yeah. <laughs> so we know guy in <laughs> 6C is someone we do not ask for butter. <laughs> but it is. Screw you, Susan. <laughs> it is growing super fast. I definitely wouldn't invest in it, though, just based on the fact that it's probably not very fun to watch. And. Also, it's just like the name Pickle. Yeah, like, but it's another one of those sports we were talking about with Slam Ball that is just like different okay. different than a regular sport. It's not on the yeah, same level. You're relaxed. right. No, yeah, just you're right. Just a different you're right. sport. Right. And then Hannah was talking about it. She's like, I want to play pickleball. I was like, yeah, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized after that, after I got a spanking for saying that, because yeah. I was mansplaining sports, <laughs> but that it just brought me to the face. It's just a little bit different, a little bit easier than tennis. Like, yep. Obviously, the sport's going to fucking grow. Yeah, absolutely. We got to figure out the next sport to make easier. 
Yeah, I know. And it's kind of like what I was hoping you would have. Yeah, that's... Flag football. <laughs> Again, super good at that one. Yeah. Take the hitting and the concussion protocol out of it. Actually, I take that back. My first concussion was in flag football. Dude, maybe impossible, but just an idea. Just a brainstormer, a little icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out a way to make golf easier. Mini golf, dude. No, it's no, literally no, 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 right no. there. Mini golf is just putting. Golf, the- golf, but the hole's bigger. You're in. That's it. <laughs> You're in. You are. You're in. Brez, James, out. Yep. Liam, in with the ideas. Um, I also signed up for Walgreens Rewards. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that's like a terrifying thing for me to do. It's like <laughs> I, I come here like once, twice a week, and they're like, do you want to sign up for rewards? Automatically, nope. Nope. No idea why. Just yeah. always say no. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this today. And I felt... <laughs> Amazing. You're a big boy. You know, like in the the scene from Step Brothers when he walks out the toilet paper? Yeah. That is exactly how I felt leaving Walgreens. <laughs> and it took 45 fucking seconds. Yeah. My dad has rewards at every single place. So when they're like, you have a rewards number? I'm just like, here you go, dad. Yeah. Just plugging in his number. It just... Getting him all the puntas. It, I don't really know. Like, they could just be faking the reward system. Because, like, at Target, Stephanie has it. And... Their reward system is below average. Yeah. They're not giving you much. It's like, oh, you were there 24 times this week. Here's a dollar. Yeah, I didn't get anything off of my bill, which was a little disappointing, but then I just have the the thought in my head that, oh, next time. Yeah. And then it is it is kind of like a little bit of a trap, which I was always worried about. It's like, you got to probably do something else to get your reward points, and I think that I just built the eighth wonder of the world by just signing up. No, but you do when you plug in your number. You get mm. the deals that are in yellow. And it's yeah. like, uh, buy two, get seven, three, you know? Like, no the way. ones in yellow, those are the ones you get. That's why those weren't working. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're like, <laughs> it's like seven for $12, and you go up there with seven, and your total's like 96, yeah. you're like, doesn't add up. Yeah, no, that's not right. But the yellow, and they're like, oh, you have to sign up for the card. I'm getting mad at those people with the freaking rewards. And yeah, like, dude. Me. Remember when it was fucking those cards? My people. my dad would have, like, a card from each store he's ever been to on his keychain. He'd be like, okay, I got to scan it. If that was still the truth, I'd have all of them. Because <laughs> it's something to collect. It's something to collect. It's something to have. It's something physical. I don't do Dogecoin. And they're so little. It's like, yeah. oh, I got so many, and they're all the same sh- shape and size. It's great. If you pull out your keys and you got a bunch of those in your key ring, you respect that guy or, or girl. <laughs> this guy shops. Exactly. <laughs> and he gets the most out of it. Yeah. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole tonight of just subscribing to all these things. <laughs> it feels so I, good. I had no idea about, like, the prices in the yellow. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that never occurred to me either. Yeah, but I probably know. Probably because it's such, like you said, it's just like, a no, I don't want to get the fucking rewards. I don't have 30 seconds to yeah. get free money. <laughs> <laughs> Three things you don't learn in school. You need a credit score, a good one. Two, how to cook. And three, sign up for the rewards. Three things that they just missed the ball on that could solve a lot of problems and spread a lot of happiness. Yeah. The happiness part, I was going to add in something, but it would take away from the happiness part, and that's taxes. Still don't get them. Yeah, no, I don't. They're so smart, dude. Once a year, you get about 3% of what you paid in taxes back to you, and you feel like you ripped them off. Yep. We got you. Yeah. Um, You got anything? Yeah, I got something that, um, so you know, like how everybody's insanely obsessed over like water bottles? Mm hmm. You know, the brand of the new one? 
I don't know the brand, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. The Stanley Cup. Oh. Genius. Fucking, I would be, if I was a hockey fan, I would be so incredibly insulted because now when you search Stanley Cup, it's, okay, the Wikipedia for the actual, like, win the championship of hockey Stanley Cup, and then it's just buy the Stanley Cup, buy the Stanley Cup, buy the Stanley Cup. That's the, that's the fine line of genius and asshole. That's an asshole move. I would say it would be an asshole move, but it's kind of preposterous that hockey guys haven't capitalized on this. Yeah, yeah. but the, yeah. the you Stanley could have shaped it like the Stanley Cup, even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then that's just like a like a trough for like degenerates. Be like, oh yeah, I got a Stanley Cup and it holds like a beer and a half. That's our kind of people. Yeah, I know. And that's the people <laughs> I want to spend an afternoon with. <laughs> and not people drinking water. Yeah, right? Freaking loser. And I feel like, I mean, I I have a water bottle, but like every every woman I know that has a Hydro Flask has four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're marketing the Stanley Cup, like the hypothetical one. Yeah, yeah. there's three bottles over there right now and none of them are mine. Wow. Yeah, and one, one of them is huge. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't it be delightful if one was shaped like a, <laughs> I don't know, Cup. a sports trophy of some kind? <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I keep buying these off-brand ones, but then you try a sip of, like, the Stanley Cup, it probably tastes so good, but I lose them. Like, I lose sunglasses. Like, I don't know how I lose water bottles all the time, but I do. Yeah, I I just looked around my apartment earlier. I was trying to find something that I lost, and I found six pairs of sunglasses that I thought I were gone. Yeah, it's always funny that you find the things that you're not looking for. All the time, but it's the best. Maybe I should... Yeah, it's the greatest yeah. thing ever because you're like, ooh, wow. Christmas. Ooh, piece candy. Ooh, piece candy. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that's been going on is uh, you've seen those, like, reels and TikToks about the, like, gambling platform Stake? Yeah. Those are everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And it's driving my itch to gamble... Further and further up in the air. Of course. And I have been very, very close to going to Rivers Casino for lunch. Yeah. And I think I just need to bite the bullet and do it. So the itch goes away because right now it's like kind of crazy. And I just want to like bring like $100 cash, leave my wallet at home, no way to take out more, and then bankrupt them. That's the funniest thing about our thought processes as gamblers. It's like I have this itch. I'm missing out. I could not itch it, (laughs) but I have to itch it. All I want is for two cards in front of me to have an ace and a 10 five times in a row and just feel it in person. I I couldn't agree anymore with that statement. Yeah, and maybe place a couple side bets, and then one time out of those five, I get a seven, a seven, and the dealer's top card is a seven, and I win 50 grand. And then I just lose it all. Exactly. You're going to get it back. Yeah. Give it to me for a little bit. Yeah, they do need to make more casinos. (laughs) That is a problem solver. Every time I see just a beautiful expanse of nature, you know, in like a national park or something, I just think I could use a casino in a big old parking lot. Fuck those birds, dude. (laughs) There's more... How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could build a casino in the middle of a forest? Yeah, and start a forest fire. To make more room for the casino. (laughs) We're we're moving this forward, guys. I really like this. Oh, speaking of forest fires, (laughs) the the sun is so cool, dude. 
I know that's a crazy statement because it's, it's not. It's super duper 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 hot, like the hottest thing ever. But leaving work and the sun being out is like when you're trying to figure out why you're so upset and sad in the winter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, nothing changes in my life. No better choices are being made. The sun is just out, and I'm happier. And that makes me so mad at my parents because they've had to have felt this feeling before. <laughs> and here's what you do. You take your shit and you move. <laughs> to somewhere you could feel this yeah. every day. Maybe not every day. I'm not that greedy but 95 percent of the time if i could leave work or leave anywhere outside from the time 7 a.m to about 6 to 7 p.m and the sun is out i would be a better person and i guarantee that (laughs) i love it that's a promise you'll never have to fulfill And that's the only promises that I make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how's 75 hard going? I couldn't even go to college two hours away. You think I could move? <laughs> but the sun, I want to go home. Yeah. Um, do you wear your seatbelt? Yeah. Do you wear your seatbelt? Uh, yes. The only times I, 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 I'll explain the hesitation. <laughs> I, I need to hear this explanation because I feel like you either are or aren't a seatbelt guy. Uh, big seatbelt guy, um, especially when, like, if it is not, if it is at all possible, like, the only time I wouldn't is, like, I mean, like, a couple weeks ago, I was, like, squished in the back, like, four people across, and it's, oh, like, we're not getting a seatbelt here. You're not driving here. totally different. One of the craziest things I've ever heard was uh, one of my buddies at school getting into my car, and um, the my car has, like, the little alarm that goes off until everyone has their seatbelts on. Yep. And he gets in, and we're like 30 seconds into this dinging, and he looks at me, and he's like, what should I do with this? And I was like, fucking put it. What? (laughs) That little fucking ding has probably saved so many stupid little lives. I know, for sure. And I was thinking about this today because I tried to put the seatbelt behind me, like the front part, because, I again, plane injured, not a big deal. Oh, it was rubbing so, against where the doctor... And I even yeah. had the bottom part on, which all cars used to only have the bottom, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so odd. I felt so unsafe. And I know it's like, quit being a pussy, but shut the fuck up if you're calling me a pussy for not wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> I, I can't fathom. And we do our best to understand others on this podcast and in my life. I can't fathom someone who doesn't wear a seatbelt. I just can't. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's, I would say it's gambling. Like every time it's just gambling with your, no, I would say it's like, it's like gambling with your life, but it's, it's different because there's no, like, there's no payoff. Right. Even if you don't get in an accident, say you, someone fucking brake checks you and you got to stop quick, have one bouncing your head off the dash. Dude, imagine if Sally saw you driving without a seatbelt in like junior year of high school. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But also, there's Risk payoffs reward. in regular gambling. Yeah, mm. yeah. Now I haven't I'm not reached wear my seatbelt. <laughs> but qu- quite honestly, it's the easiest thing you could possibly do. Yes, it doesn't restrict you whatsoever. No, it even moves when you move. Exactly. Until you hit the brake, and then it's like, if you don't wear your seatbelt, you're. An, I'm not gonna call you a piece of shit. But you're an idiot. You really are an idiot, and you're stupid. You really just missed the um, um, 
If you don't chew big red, then fuck <laughs> you. Oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Brady. Bartley bewilderment. Again, plain injured, not a big deal. I was watching my doctor stitch me up today, and I just don't get how he doesn't need instructions. He probably watched a YouTube video or something Dude Listen I understand I understand how dumb I sound But there There is nothing (laughs) I was like I guess you do your job without instructions But all of my job is right there for me So I don't even need instructions I can't do anything <laughs> complicated without oh instructions. And we've talked about this before. I think I can't remember what all our answers were. Are people just born smarter or like, do you, like, can you work harder or is there a ceiling for how smart you can become and how much information you can retain? Because I, I, I talk about this all the time. Not stupid. Stupid people don't work hard. I work my ass off to understand things. Everything almost. It drives me a little bit crazy that I want to understand everything. And I do kind of work hard to try and understand these things. This guy can wake up and stitch me up no fucking problem. And I can't make a frozen pizza without the look, instructions. Looking at the instructions nine times. I, it's, like, uh, was it 18 to 20 or was it 20 to 22? Because there are times where I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I, if I worked harder, I could be more successful in my life. I could be smarter. But I do kind of do that. Yeah. So is my ceiling where I am or can I? <laughs> Ooh, wow. like, I don't okay. know if I can retain right. it. This, and I know I probably shouldn't be asking others this question. <laughs> this, this bewilderment just got a lot more high stakes. Yeah. I don't think you're tapped out. Thank you. I think Makes that. Makes me a little nervous, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, if you test a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life thinking it's a moron. That's so true. I love those little sayings. I know, it's so great. I'm definitely a fish who's been tested to climb a tree the entire time. I'm definitely a fish who thinks he can climb a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have you know, there are fish that can climb trees. No, they can't. -uh. Not in this world. You want me to... Go ahead, go ahead, continue. Uh, oh, uh, there's nothing else to say other than you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, Colonel Sanders. Um, <laughs> there's no fish that is not also an amphibian that can climb a tree. It's impossible. There's no trees in the ocean. I, I think, <laughs> I, I hear where you're coming from. I'm saying I'm 99% positive this fish exists, and I think that actually makes the metaphor work a little better. There's got to be one fish out of thousands that's no, that actually pretty good so much worse for me yeah because then brady's so now just that, spiraling now i have to figure out how to climb a tree <laughs> <laughs> i was always scared to climb trees and i have hands yeah <laughs> and thumbs um but so back to the doctor <laughs> can't believe he didn't need <laughs> instructions was money um <laughs> I hate when people try to put things together without using the instructions. I'm like, I'm going to mess it up if I don't. They fail every time. Yeah. I've never seen someone, unless they were an expert, like a doctor, get a table from Ikea and put it together without the instructions. Yeah. I'm just using Ikea as a bit. You can buy tables from anywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, but to to put the metaphor back in order, there's got to be something the doctor would look at you and be like, man, he just did that. Didn't even look at his phone. Didn't even look up how to do it. He just fucking went in there and done it. Like, let me put it this way. Do you think when a doctor goes, 
Like that doctor, does he look like he hosts parties or anything? No. Do you think like maybe when he goes to a fancy like steakhouse and he does he's not really in the mood for a meal, but he goes to the bartender and it's like, hey, can you make me blank? And the bartender just staring at him, having a conversation, makes this perfect drink, slides it over, tastes it. He's like, you didn't even have to look that up. I really appreciate what you're doing for me right now, but I still have to play devil's advocate. Does that... Does me going up to a bar and telling them to do exactly what I want them to do the same thing as stitching something up? You want it stitched up? He wants a drink. Damn. Okay. So true. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Where's this fish, dude? (laughs) (laughs) It is called the Climbing Garami. They're so named due to their ability to climb out of water and walk short distances. I didn't hear anything about a tree. Climbing. Climbing. The name is Oh, it just slides. Because it can climb out of water. Okay, that, again, back to the metaphor. Let's be clear. (laughs) That fish may be able to climb a tree, but it's never climbing a tree like the worst monkey. Oh, okay. So I'm 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 picking up what you're putting down. You're saying nice. there are only so many doctors. Like I can't <laughs> I I wasn't supposed to be a doctor. Yeah. Wow. I think I think there's something to that. You know, I mean there's not like you're born and you just have one thing that you're going to be able I mean maybe some people, you know. Right. But like the best climbing gurami can probably climb a tree maybe, but not as well as even like a two-handed chimp. But what can I do? Well, I guess we just made that point. I can I can absolutely rule a bar. I can take over a bar. Yeah, you okay. totally could. Wait, let me ask you this. Would your doctor last one second on this podcast? Probably not. Yep. <laughs> Precisely. You know what I do better than... You know what he probably couldn't have done? Made that nurse who drove my blood today <laughs> made her freaking day. That's yeah. what I did today. <laughs> she got to go home and tell everybody about a little goofy guy she had in yeah. today. Hell yeah. Yeah. Plus one for me. Yeah, I but beat man. the bewilderment this week. <laughs> we did it, pal. Yeah, we did. we did it together. That's what I'm talking about. Climbing Goriamis. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, let's do a little uh, TV and movie Rex. Did you watch anything good? I sure as hell did. What'd you watch? It's called Night Agent on Netflix. And you have to watch this show. Liam, you may have not been here when we talked about this previously. We love the idea of, like, heist shows. And Rick and Morty did a great episode on, like, a heist to a heist to a heist. Mm -hmm. This show fits it to a T, but will make you want to keep watching it. Like, you're never going to laugh at the heist. Like, the heists are so real and perfect that you're not like, oh, just another fucking heist show. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> Dude, there, even when I see that, it's, hell yeah, just another heist show. <laughs> perfect. I know. I'm the same way. But it is just episode one create. There's ten episodes, and there is a new heist created in every episode. Mm. Or, like, maybe not, like, a heist, but, like, a, a predicament. I get you. Or... I'm in. So it, it's okay. So it's nine collective problems that they solve in the tenth. So I'm anxiety ridden one through nine, but ten just brings it all in, and I feel like I could run through a brick wall after I was done watching it. How long did it take you? Two days. Hell yeah! I just I, never stopped watching it. And how'd you find it? Uh, Hannah said it was good on Netflix. Nice. Okay. Because I recently just binge watched a show. It was only for one season in two days as well. Hell yeah. What was it called? And that show is Jack Reacher. 
Ooh, I heard that show was good. Well, the it, Thad Castle one. Exactly. So that's oh. my point: is that the main character is Thad Castle from BMS. So that's immediately, tough. I was like, okay, I'm in to see it, like to see about it. And uh, the reason I actually like did it, clicked to watch, was because the intro popped up on a TikTok, and I watched the whole intro, and I was like, this got my attention. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, is some of the dialogue in there just laugh out loud funny in the wrongest scenarios. Oh, so it's not trying to be funny, but since it's that cast, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He has like this that. one, he has this one like just quick line that he says numerous of times and people just get offended, like just so outraged at him. He just goes, that's an awful lot of cow feed for that many people. <laughs> He's just saying it so seriously. Yeah, and he's and they're like, it's not a clue. It won't be a clue. Stop bringing it up. Is Next episode. There was still a lot of cow feed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Reacher. <laughs> and it is to die for, man. Oh, it was such a good. I mean, it was solid storyline, but uh, uh, Re- Jack Reacher was a Tom Cruise movie, and I don't know if that like I've. It's been a while since I saw that. But Thad Castle, man, classic. Yeah, he's just in, in one of those roles that he'll never be able to escape. And I, I don't think, I wouldn't be mad about it if I was him. Don't don't speak too soon because Thad Castle will be appearing in the next Fast and Furious movie. Oh, get the fuck out as of here. The, as the main villain, I'm pretty sure. Alongside oh, yes. fucking Vin Diesel, John Cena, Do you know what uh, I would, Jason Momoa. Would love to see rather than Jack Reacher and Fast and Furious, a little docu-series on what he has done since then to make him have to come back to acting. Have you heard of Thad Castle in anything after Blue Mountain State before Jack Reacher? Um, he was he had a cameo in New Girl. That's uh, very, basically nothing. Very yep. quick cameo in... Oh, he did. Yeah, he's a micro-penis guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me too. He also very quick... Very quick... <laughs> You could be Jack Reacher. No way. All I had to do was admit that I had a micro penis this whole time. He's also, he's, I think he's in one of the Hunger Games movies, like, really quick. Like, he's just, he's yes, there he's yeah, there to grimace yeah. and then get shot in the but fucking you, chest. But you know what I'm saying? Like, those type of actors where it's like, Blue Mountain State, I feel like it had to have done absolute numbies after it came out to streaming. Yeah, the, the question, I guess, would be how, like, because... That's such a that's such a formative show for especially guys in like our age range, but I don't know. I don't think it could have been making pulling in that much. I don't think any of those kids that the guys that were on it back then. I don't think any of them had any idea like what sort of cultural impact it would have. And also, I mean, like you said, maybe he didn't you know make make like make a shitload of money from BMS and right, retire yeah. for a couple of years. Maybe. He got done with BMS and was like, I would love to keep this acting thing going. Mm-hmm. And he had 10 years of, is that Thad fucking Castle? Yeah. Asking to be this superhero? Yeah. How many, I, I guarantee yeah. you Thad Castle has had a fucking... Uh, That's what has, I mean. Has had like a Marvel audition or something. What helps your stock? Make a little sad docuseries about what he went through and then everybody's going to... Oh, shit. I want to watch Jack Reacher. Mm. Yeah. It would be a good one. Marketing 101. But it would be for a very niche group, like the people who watch Blue Mountain State. I think
interesting stuff happen. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, also assuming that they, like, I'm sure after Blue Mountain State, like, didn't do well, somebody bought all the royalties and all of that stuff to, towards the show. So I wonder how much they even made from it being popular on Netflix or whatever it was popular on. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, honestly, the more we talk about it, the more interested I am because the other thing, when you look at him and Jack Reacher, yeah, it's 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 that oh, castle. It's ridiculous. Reacher's getting a season two. Let's go. That guy is a fucking specimen. Yeah, he was big on BMS. He has gotten like twice as big. Yeah, like there's no way he was just like selling real estate for the last like eight years. and was like, oh, I'll make a comeback. That's what I mean. Isn't that an intriguing little idea? Wouldn't you want to watch something like that? Yeah, I, so yeah. I just just saying, just just the food for thought. Yeah, so he did have the Hunger Games in 2013. He Blue Mountain State was 2010 to 2011. The Blue Mountain State movie was 2016. Didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it was. It was. Don't watch it. It was. It was too late. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Tatro makes an appearance in it too. That was like prime, like Jimmy Tatro frat guy. And videos. that's the middle of the docu series. Was like, ah, oh, well, we tried to revive it, and I thought my career was dead. Yeah, but no, it's not. And then he was in Titans in 2018, and Reacher in 2022, and now Fast X in 2023. Is it, Titans? Is that like a? Is it a show? Is that like that, like, like Teen Titans? Yeah. Oh wow! It's the uh, so he's live probably, action. He's probably just playing somebody covered in fucking rocks or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. He's playing Hank Hall. I don't know if anybody knows the characters in Titans. I I I actually know them very well. Um, I've been working my way through like some of those uh, older animated shows. Uh-huh. No idea who Hank Hall is. Yeah. You guys are just feeling my fire. Ryan Potter's <laughs> playing Beast Boy, so it's the same like Titans. And I think I even know who Beast Boy is. Yeah, everybody knows what the little cartoon Beast Boy looks like, but Hank Hall? No, thank you. Exactly. Just saying. Uh, but that was a, it was a fun watch. Uh, and the good thing was, because I was, I was well watching it, I was like, this show had to have gotten canceled after one season. <laughs> yeah, now it's got a season two. And going. luckily, it all wraps up. At the end well. of season one. So yeah. I was like, even if it was just a one-hit wonder, it's it's done. That's fine. I don't have any un- unanswered questions. If they start season two and they, like, created unanswered questions, fine. Perfect. Whatever. Yeah. But it all wrapped up with a pretty little bow. Real nice. Love it. Was, yeah. Wasn't there, like, a separate series called Jack Reacher? It was with, a movie. Well, there was, there was the Tom Cruise movie. I'm pretty sure Jack Jack Reacher is one of those like Tom Clancy properties uh, where he is. wrote a bunch of books about it like 30 years ago. It is. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like another Jack Reacher series where uh, Office Jim. No, plays. that's Jack Ryan. That Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. That, that's really good. That one okay. was a really good show on Amazon. Yeah, this Reacher is also on Amazon. Nice. It's who, just called Reacher. Who wins in a fight though, Thad or Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. The way Thad was fighting, Don't I care. could. It, I think that's what hurts Thad here. You can't follow up Tom Cruise as big of a psycho as that motherfucker is. Yeah, I think and it's the Scientology recent. thing. Yeah, throw that out the window. I'm just talking about movies and badasses. That's a guy I want on my team, possibly first pick. That's what we should do. Yeah, next week's list. That's what it is. I like it. All right. Um, okay, you guys have some grievances to work out uh, about. I don't know if they're grievances. I think we need to talk. Uh, sweet Lana. Sweet love for both of you. Go for it. These are absolutely not grievances. Um, 
last Tuesday, you know, we finished up here. I went back downtown. It was in my apartment, you know, got some stuff done. It, it was around like, I don't know, it might have been like 1 a.m., uh, which is why I didn't, I didn't Lana text time. immediately. I was like, I can't be can't be texting the boys about Lana in the early hours of this morning. Okay? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Liam didn't text me until eight o'clock on Wednesday. And he was like, Can you send me Brady's number? This Lana Del Rey woman is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> I I listened to her like, you know, on Spotify, they've like the top five songs. Mm-hmm. There's you know, obviously the classics. There's Young and Beautiful. Young and Beautiful, aka the Gatsby theme song. The greatest movie ever. <laughs> just just for that song. Yeah. Um what's fuck, what's the other like big one that everyone knows? I don't know, man. Yeah. I, well I don't I she's one of those artists where I couldn't tell you ten songs because they're all just meshed into one yep. beautiful flower. I listened to the other like three in that video top games five. is really good. Just how does this not make you nothing? The way I would describe how I was feeling, listening to Lana in my bed, eyes closed. First of all, I was levitating. I am levitating. <laughs> this is it. Summer, yeah, summertime sadness. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leave it on. <laughs> Just right in the background. This will be nice. I am a 22-year-old man. And it made me feel like a 14-year-old girl that just for the first time realized that it's going to get better. And haven't you always wanted to feel like a 14-year-old girl just for a little bit? I had no idea I could. <laughs> I knew right before I said that that, that was not that was not right. <laughs> God, that's going to be the greatest one hour of my entire life. Is that, you're telling me, I mean, I've been converted. <laughs> to a 14-year-old girl? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, oh. in that moment, with that angel's voice yeah. in my ears, it's, it hits different with the with the headphones on, too. I know. Oh, I really so hope that good. turns into a good something I can post for us. Yeah, absolutely. Because what be. I said wasn't bad at all. Um there are times, like, it's it's more of, like, obviously you never think about feeling like a 14-year-old girl, but it's that feeling you get from her music, I'm being dead-ass serious right now, that you never knew that you wanted. Right. Especially as, like, a male in, not today's society, but let's say 10 years ago society. If I went up to my dad and was like, hey, dude, I'm going to see Lana Del Rey this summer, and it's oh, going to be yeah. the greatest thing ever. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck are you guys learning at school? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying fucking twelve thousand dollars for you to go to that school. Yeah. <laughs> Such a yeah, good impression. Fucking <laughs> what are you even saying? Oh, get out of my face. That's a good one. Um, uh, anything else we've uh, recently watched? I feel like I watched something good, but it couldn't have been that good as Champions last week. Yeah, you were in love with that one, dude. It was a good one, and I I don't take back anything I said about it last week. And I'm not saying that you should. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, But I am going to watch Night Agent. It's so good. I'm probably going to start it it tonight and I'll... You'll finish it quick. 45 minute episodes? Around there. 10 minutes? Or 10 episodes? Yeah. 
Okay. I can do that before work tomorrow. Yeah. Nah, I got to get to Rivers for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious, folks. <laughs> yeah, not a joke. I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, it's not funny. Um, all right, let's uh, move on. We talked a little MLB, but it's all kicking off right around the corner, and I'm starting to get the jitteries. Yeah, I don't get excited until balls and bats are swinging around and shit like that. Yeah, totally understandable for you. No, You're I'm, an uncultured swine. Okay, if I don't like it, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so one thing I did want to talk about before that is the World Baseball Classic had to have been rigged. I don't think so. Yeah, come on here. Listen to the facts. You, <laughs> Darvish. Oh, shit. What? You got something here. Yeah, I got something. Yeah, so you, Darvish, going off against Kyle Schwarber in the top of the eighth. USA's down three to one. You, Darvish, and Kyle Schwarber have what? Played together. Exactly. You, Darvish, knows exactly how Kyle Schwarber bats. Kyle Schwarber has an 11-pitch at-bat where he yanks about four foul home runs. You Darvish doesn't throw one in the dirt one time. Because if that would have been the third out, obviously Schwarber then goes to hit's home run off the same pitch that was thrown eight times in a row. Now it lines up perfectly for Shohei Otoni to get the close and for Mike Trout to be the third batter up the next inning. Let me rebuttal this just for a second. Sure. Even though you Darvish was just pumping strikes, which is not like him. I'm almost positive he's not a like consistent strike thrower. I'm an uncultured swine, like you said, but I'm almost positive he has so much movement on the ball, he doesn't just pump strikes. So that part correct. Do you really think if it was rigged, Japan could rig it over the United States? All I'm saying <laughs> is that it would have been the MLB to have Shoei Otoni strike out Mike Trout Rig the to situation. win the World Baseball Classic. I think that's what happened a lot in that that book about that NBA ref too. He was just talking about like how they they rigged a lot of situations. You can't. There's nothing you could really do. Right. I'm not saying outcome. like fucking the. No. Yeah, I hear you. The diplomats of the world got together and was like, "We need this to happen, no. or else it's going to be World War Nine. No, no. I'm saying the outcome is always going to be a mystery, no matter what. Right. You can rig the situation. One hundred percent. They for sure did. One hundred percent. You're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm not sorry, but you're right. Yeah, but oh, how great would it have been if Trout took him yard? Tie how game. awesome was it that, that that was the day of that we're talking about? You're an idiot if you don't think that this is important. It was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Any social media you went on, they were talking about the World Baseball Classic. And I was like, you're just you're just angry if you don't think that that's important. Yeah. Did you see the, the fake... Uh, quote from Mike Trout that went viral right before that game. No, I saw the fake Shohei quote, though. <laughs> the fake Trout one was, wow, this is great. Can't wait to go play 162 meaningless games of baseball after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the best fucking Twitter was exploding. Dude, that was such an awesome situation. The Angels must be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be insane if these two guys were on the same team? Oh, they'd probably be unstoppable. It does go to show that, like, you just can't. There's no dominant. There's no Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan in baseball. There never will be. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's it's a beauty of the struggle, for sure. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like the MLB is, like, a lot of people don't like the beauty of the struggle. Yeah. In anything. Yeah. It's, it's a game filled on 
Hall of Famers getting in for being just a little less terrible. They're failing a little bit less than another person. Right. You fail seven times out of ten, you're one of the best players ever to have played the game. I know. It's and people are like, oh, that that sounds pretty fucking lame, dude. I should. Derrick Henry had ninety-seven touchdowns last season. <laughs> I should have focused more on baseball because <laughs> you go, you go, uh, what a one or two for four, or one, two for five is I think the exact metric. Because then no, it's one and a half for five, three, no, one and a half for oh, five, five, or yeah, the, yeah, then yeah. three for ten. Yeah, I go in that dugout and I'm going one and a half for five, and people are pumping me up. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, should have stuck around a little longer. Yeah, I get so mad at myself, even in bowling, if I mess up one frame, because that one frame can that, ruin it yeah. for you. But you have three and a half at-bats that you could fucking miss, and you're still awesome. Yeah, you totally could. God, we should, we should become like a baseball podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't care about it for another two days. Well, it's just, I'm simpleton. I know. Put it in front it's, of me. It's okay. It's okay. There's one thing coming up, like the World Baseball Classic was one thing that pointed out like gambling where odds to hit home runs are like drastically low. And you bring into that equation like four times you might get four at bats Mm -hmm. and getting one hit is all the more power to you. Right. Trout's going to be like plus 200 to get a home run in every game. Yeah, it's going to be unfortunate. It's never worth it. Never. Because the odds of it actually happening, sure, he's one of the best hitters in the game currently, but it can't happen as frequently as those odds are saying. It can only happen one-fourth of the time. Right. That's why I loved betting Adam (laughs) Engel, because he's plus 900. (laughs) And even that is terrible odds, because Adam Engel hits one home run a month. That's why we're so bad at gambling. We won't take a guy at plus 200 plus money who does it 25% of the time, but we will take a guy plus 1,300 who's at probably 2% of the time. Worth the risk. People I love totally an underdog, understand. Brady. Would you rather? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, would you rather turn ten dollars into twenty or ten into ninety? Yeah, but when it evens out in the end, <laughs> I think I would like to win more often. <laughs> yeah, but if you get Adam Engel once, that's already worth four Mike Trout home runs. Yeah, and what the worth of what I just said is zero because I'll yeah, never do 100%. it. One hundred percent. Oh, my God. I can't wait to tandem Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Tim Anderson, all going yabo taco apo. Bash the lefties. Yeah. Um, all right. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel like the uh, Padres, it'll go down as one of the worst teams ever to not win if they don't. Yeah. But I like the Phillies a lot, too. Um, I'll always have a feeling that the White Sox talent can take them as far as they want. And... I I feel like a lot of people are happy about the Cubs that they're going to be frisky, but, like, you don't want to go through a 162-game season and be like, okay, but we know we're not going to the second round of the playoffs. We know that. We just don't have that type of talent that we're talking about with baseball that you need. Right. 100%. And I – so right now, I, I agree with the Padres, and uh, if they don't win, it's going to be pretty nuts. But right now, favorites – Top six are Astros, Braves, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Padres, in that order. I don't like when the Astros are in the top six. I like their odds when they're counted out. Yeah. and then Say that again from top to bottom, from one to six. Astros, mm-hmm. Braves, Dodgers, Yankees, 
Mets, Padres. Why is there value in the Padres? That scares me a little bit. Yeah, they're plus 1,000, so it's not that crazy of value. I mean, it's pretty good. It's like Adam Engel hitting a home run in any game. But, like, they have Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, I mean, I bet. Who am I missing? Um, Who'd you say? Juan Soto, (laughs) Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado. Adam Engel. Adam Engel. Xander Bogarts. Xander is the X factor. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and like he, he just so silently went to the Padres. Yeah, and they have Hater now, right? Uh, they had him for the, they were renting him. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if they still have him. They might. Um, but then it just real quick, Blue Jays, Phillies, Rays, Mariners, Cardinals, Guardians, Twins, White Sox. Why are people so down on the White Sox? I don't know. I mean, the talent is there. It's almost the exact same. But with a non-alcoholic coach, mm-hmm. I think that will boost your wins. I would season. hope so, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, I'm already getting fully torqued at the idea that Lurie Garcia is not going to be on the opening day roster, let alone in the lineup, uh, because this time last year he was batting in the three hole in spring training and then made the starting roster. Where's so. your positivity radar? Last year it was out of ten. Where are you at right now? Eight. Pretty high. Yeah, we'll keep track of that. I think. With us being the underdog in the division, and the Royals and Tigers don't matter in that equation, I think that there's nothing but room to grow there. Because last year we were favored by, we were minus 700 700 to win the division. I like them to win the division, for sure. Same. Exactly my reasoning is because we're the same team. Well, the Twins just inevitably are going to get hurt and blow it, and then the Guardians have expectations for the first time maybe in – since 2016. Yeah. Plus 300 to the win of the division right now. Yeah. I like those odds. Yeah. All right. Um, is it? Nice. Yeah. Shooty hoops. Yeah. It was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. That's Thought that okay. would be louder. I'm, I'm very proud of myself at the moment. I just, I refuse to buy back into the Bulls. It was a tough back-to-back. I'm glad they beat the Lakers. Pat Bev, revenge game. Zach Levine had a great game. And then you go to a Paul George and Kawhi list Clippers and lose. I understand it's back-to-backs, but you know me. You know I'm a little old school. I fucking hate those type of excuses, especially with my previous statement that Kawhi and Paul George didn't play. And Eric Gordon, Luke Kennard, and Nicholas Batum are dicing you up. Yeah, yep. I was I was somewhat close to being back in. Not really. I'm so far away from this team. It's like insane. You wouldn't even believe it. But and then that loss just brings me all the way back. So yeah, I agree. I didn't really buy back in. I've been buying back in for certain games. Like I had them against the Lakers. I had them against Philly. Whenever they're minus, just take the other team. They yeah. just refuse yeah. to win games they're supposed to win. Um, but so Papev. Did the two small on LeBron, and then Russell Westbrook rocked the baby on Pat Bev. So, cancels out, Russ is better than LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Check your, check them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Adds <laughs> up. Check out to me. So, I, I'm not going to buy back into this team. I think we're, we got a bunch of likable guys, and a bunch that I just don't want to root for. So, to... This year's kind of just throw in the towel 
and see what kind of happens in the years to come. But another year on Demar, another year on Zach. Like they're last not getting year, any better. Last year, a uh, couple months before this, like early January, when Lonzo was still healthy, we were talking about how they are were the most excited about this team. Now they're the bottom of the barrel. I'm the least excited about the future of the Bulls. I'm more excited about the Chicago fucking Bears. Yep. That's bad. Yep. Favorites Since- right now for the NBA Finals, Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Nuggets, Sixers, Warriors. <laughs> I didn't hear a very important team, which is going to be the new capital of basketball, Sacramento, California. They are 12th. Favorite. They're getting a little cocky in the interviews and stuff. Yeah. But you know what? I like it. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I like the cockiness. Yeah. Mavs are 11. Yeah. They were a team last year. You're not a team anymore. Yeah. This is tough. I really, really thought that Kyrie and Luka would be fun to watch. It is just depressing. It's insane. I mean, Luka's probably the face of the NBA right now, um, play-wise, and just his smile on the court. And when you watch him play, you get excited as well. So, to hear him come out in an interview and be like, I'm just not enjoying basketball anymore. Yeah. Just all of a sudden? Yeah. You, like, Kyrie is just a team cancer, man. And it's it, it's inevitable at this point. It already was for me. Mm-hmm. I know how talented he is. I know he can score at every single level. He's damn near unguardable. He may be unguardable. But if you can't have any camaraderie, you're never going to win a championship. And it's blowing up right in front of their faces. I'm not happy about it because I love Luca, and I don't really hate Kyrie as much as everybody else does. Yeah, and I should. I have every reason to, and that's probably why I don't because I'm a drifter. I'm a different. I'm a. I'm different than everybody else. <laughs> Luca let something slip in that interview where he's like, "And I have some stuff going on," and I gotta imagine like something isn't going well with like where he's from, and something terrible. Like, I, mean, I don't know. You know how, like, Ja had, uh, had his off-the-court stuff? Like, what if, like, a gang's out to get Luca and his family? Yeah, um, but, I mean, the, the reason why he's unhappy is right in front of our faces is kind of what I'm saying. No, I'm building up a new one. I, I understand that. I, I kind of <laughs> see where you're going with this, but I just, when it's right in front of my face, it's hard for me to deter. It really is, dude, because I was so Kyrie and Luca can work. Yeah. Like, they can make it work. And so now I need any other thing to point the blame at. It's just, it's in, insane that he comes out and says that. Like, yeah, the happiest guy in the league, baby. Yeah, and, but he's also one of the most intimidating at a certain point. And could be, and now he's just he's scared, down in the dumps. Scared, sad, Luca? <laughs> I don't think he's scared. I think he's just, like, full-on, like, depressed. No, I'm saying he could be scared with the mob coming after him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> scared, yeah. Scared or sad. Yeah. Those scared. are both bad. Those are not good emotions to feel while on the court playing basketball. I do have some free money for you tonight, though, and it's the under and the heat versus Raptors. They don't score anyway. Probably two of the better defensive teams in the league, and Jimmy Butler is said to not be playing. It looks like he may be warming up, but even if he is playing, that's better. He slows the pace down under in that game. And Shea, uh, Gilgis Alexander, was said to be out in the Hornets-OKC game, and I don't know what the line is at now, but it was plus 10. Now it's even higher. Hornets plus 10. Parlay those or don't. I don't care. Straight bet them. They're well, nobody winners. will be able to parlay them other than me right now because I'm not getting this out till tomorrow. So true. But just to <laughs> just to think about. But my I process, will. I will po- I will only post it if it wins. When you hear this and it wins, then you follow me <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram. I'm giving them out for free. 
Instagram, Twitter, be real, Snapchat. Okay, the, the under at 218 and a half. And Charlotte plus 10. Are we doing money line? No, plus 10. Okay. I, I, I love it because those points. All right. I mean, perfect. there's still five NBA players doing, that are on the Hornets. Yeah, I know. I'm just doing 10 to win 26. And for those who know, my birthday is 10 26. So oh, look here we at go. that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of a bummer that it is because when you do two minus 110 bets, it's always 10 to win 26. So I'm like, it's a sign. <laughs> well, this is, <laughs> this is the real sign. Take yep. the money line. Fuck it. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Okay. Now for the big news of it all. This tournament. Time out for a second. You got to pee? I gotta, no, I got to talk about the women's tournament first. No, oh, I know. I'm talking the, oh, okay, these tournaments. I was never here. That's okay. All right. Caitlin Clark, the first ever woman in NCAA history to have a 30-point triple-double, a 40-point triple-double, and a 41-point triple-double. It's just absurd. With the scoring in women's basketball, the facts are the facts. They don't score as much as men, usually. And to do this in that aspect is fucking absurd. It's wild. For a women's team like Iowa. If a, if a guy did this on Iowa, it would be the same exact reaction. They're not a basketball school <laughs> whatsoever. She's doing this at the University of Iowa with four other people who will probably never play again when they're done at Iowa. Yeah. It's just insane. Congratulations to her. They're going up against the juggernaut in South Carolina. They may have already played them. Excuse my ignorance. But... You know what, fuck, if she can drop a 41-point triple-double, she can beat South Carolina. 100% she can. How much did Iowa finish with? I don't know. She had... 70-plus? Yeah, she had more than half. Okay. Because I was... I, I watched what... I, I work on Saturday. I watched probably one of the first, like, full women's tournament games. And I don't... I, I Talking to some of my buddies about it, one thing that I really haven't considered is, like, how much or how long it's taken men's basketball to get to where it is. Of course. Like, even if you just look back at, like, the Warriors run a couple years ago, like, basketball's completely fucking changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that it was nice to have that conversation because I was standing there and I was like, 19 to 25 from the bottom of the, or towards the end of the third quarter. Like. Yeah. But that is absolutely nuts. I'm, I'm not very knowledgeable about, like college basketball in general, let alone women's. But I've heard the name Caitlin Clark. I did not know she had a demon like that in her. Yeah, she was responsible for like seventy-five of their ninety-seven points. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and it's just absurd, walking bucket. Dude. If yeah. somehow in the bi- on the biggest stage, Oops. if she if so, no 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 if some I just need her to come to the Chicago sky. Oh. Yes. If if that's what we need, her and Kalea Copper just firing running the backcourt. Yeah. And like people would be like, Yeah, Kobe eighty one, and that's amazing. And that was like what he accounted for like eighty percent of their points like she did. This is in the NCAA tournament. This is lose and go home. Yeah. This wasn't just some random regular season game. Like yeah. that that's insanity. Yep. So the Hawkeyes are Eleven and a half point dogs against South Carolina, and that game is on Friday at eight p.m. LSU places faces Virginia Tech. That game's pretty much a push. 
Yeah, Virginia Tech, South Carolina was a lot of people's predictions, but hopefully Caitlin Clark can throw up some more magic and we can see the Hawkeyes in the national championship. That'd be pretty sick. Now to the other stupid tournament that doesn't mean anything to anybody, and I don't know why anybody would ever watch <laughs> any of the games. Uh, yeah. Our Calcutta is so lame, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> um, we don't need to talk about the Sweet 16. Just kidding, we have to talk about everything. We looked, need to talk about it all, I baby. that camera, and I just started snorting <laughs> like a hog. I thought I brought the Calcutta <laughs> sheet, but I didn't, uh, about like seeing who's up and who's down. They but. didn't lose. They got... Fucking spit picketed. Like who? What's it? What's it called when you spit roast? Yeah, they got. Here we go. Spit roasted. <laughs> they. You're looking at that thing. Even no matter what, even if you hunt, you walk into that pig roast. And you're like, oh man, I don't think I really needed to see the actual pig on <laughs> fire. <laughs> but that's what happened. Oh god. And I stay positive, and it was like a last future, last crazy thing that I knew probably wouldn't happen. I there wasn't an ounce of positivity to me since the tip off. They were losing by twenty five. I started to hope that I could get the largest blowout of the Calcutta. <laughs> this is a sweet sixteen. Mm. This isn't round one. Yeah, that was bad. And then I also said on this podcast, which I know I shouldn't say because they hear me and they know and they fucking collude and they rig shit. Xavier <laughs> also got pig roasted. Yeah. Like, not even a single chance. No. <laughs> it's just like, it, it, people are always like, you're, you're not a bad gambler, you just gamble too much. No, no, no. no. The teams I pick always get fucking pig roasted. Put it on a little lo- a little steel log and put it up to 500 and light that motherfucker on fire. That's what happened. It couldn't have gone any worse. <laughs> It was bad, dude. Not beat, murdered. Yeah. But it was like cut right away. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nobody- you were like, oh, nobody comes back, but maybe? Nope. You just didn't have any hope. Would you rather have that than be in the yeah, running? Oh, yeah. The entire- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they would have lost on fucking buzzer beaters. The way uh, Creighton lost. Oh, my God. I would have. I would have went to wherever they were. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into that in a second, but we're going to go in order. Yeah. So now we'll go to the Elite Eight. Do you want to talk about your Calcutta at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, that's unfortunate. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about the actual Calcutta. It's just talking about the games. Okay. I'll, we'll go in order then. Yeah. Um, we'll go to the Elite Eight. Sweet 16. We missed that. Yeah. We didn't miss it. It was just right. Whatever. Shut up. Florida Atlantic beats Kansas State. And without the dunk, the 360 dunk attempt, this would have been awesome. Yep. And America's rooting for Kansas State because of Keontae Johnson's story, and Marquise Noel is 4-2, and you got to root for the short Kings. Mm-hmm. So this one hurt a little bit. I hated this. Yeah. Hated this. Obviously, I didn't want Florida Atlantic to beat Fairleigh Dickinson, and I didn't really want them to beat Tennessee. In all honesty, I would have liked Tennessee to keep going. But they did it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kansas State was who I wanted, but it's who everybody wanted. Right. So you can't have that. And it, But it could have been awesome, where it would have been a 50-50 split. Are you rooting for Keontae Johnson? Or are you rooting for the underdog in Florida Atlantic? Right, but they But then they it. fucked it up. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> UConn didn't, didn't take any short steps against their next opponent in Gonzaga and spit-roasted them, too. 
uh, UConn. They are so good. Like, so good. Like, so good that they can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> but ever. I, this UCLA-Gonzaga game. Yeah, that sunk. That was a real big pooperoonie. All I could think about the whole entire time, every time he scored, which was probably 90% of the time, is just a guy from fucking uh, South Park. Damn it! <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> I was like, I'm in public. Dude, and well, I, was in a, I was in the car ride back. I was downtown for the first couple of games on Thursday. was on my way back to catch the ending of UCLA-Gonzaga, and it was looking like Gonzaga just had UCLA's number, if I'm remembering that wrong you're wrong you are remembering that's so wrong UCLA was winning like majority of the game no and then but Gonzaga came back to blow UCLA out a little bit and they were down by 10 in almost crunch time oh yeah and then and so I was like this is fucking over they said everything's done and then we get to the bar I stop paying attention another shot comes and then I really stop paying attention and then the next thing you know, UCLA has a lead, and I'm freaking out. Yeah. But all being so tame. And Chris is like, he, Chris has Gonzaga, and I have UCLA. Best friends in the world. I wanted nothing more than for him to be really, really sad at the end of that game. And Absolutely. it turned the other way around with that Villanova bullshit play that's just so easily guardable if you just play defense on the guys. Okay, so we just talked about how my two teams in the Calcutta were dead. Everything's dead. I have no more any emotional f- and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Money. I have no more emotional <laughs> or money value in any of monetary. these games. Monetary? I'm just monetary, yes. I'm just looking to watch basketball games. Mm-hmm. And then they run that fucking play right in front of my fucking face that they did to beat North Carolina in the championship, and my heart just explodes. I just melt to the floor. Yep. It was the worst. Dude, I started looking for a flag. That's how pissed I was. (laughs) I thought you meant to hit Chris with No. Holding defense. <laughs> exactly. But it's like I was like, there's no way that counted. And then you rewatch the play, and like you just said, so easily guardable. Like this play isn't unstoppable, but when you see it live, you're like, oh my god, how are we supposed to do anything about that? And then you rewatch and you're like, so many things. So easy, <laughs> dude. And obviously a lot of like you're you're moving your groove and adrenaline, blah 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 blah. There's two guys coming down the court. You got two guys behind you. Defender, two shooters, two defenders, blah, blah, blah. You take one. The other guy takes one. Step up, create a difficult shot, and they just didn't do it, and I was pissed. I think it should have been a foul as well. Two fouls. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know but what? Two fouls. <laughs> you, UCLA was probably punching air because of the way they matched up against UConn comparatively. Oh, yeah. and I think Punching air. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. UConn's so good. Uh, UConn is really good, and the fact that they weren't uh, one through three seed is kind of alarming. Yeah, but. that's a bunch of bullshit, too. Throw a flag on that. Yeah. <laughs> flag. Yeah. You're out. We're tossing flags all over the place. Double play. Yeah. San Diego uh, State beats Creighton. Uh, and they also beat Alabama, which was bullshit. Yeah, no one cares about Alabama but you, so. Okay. Get, get no. No, 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 no. Lay your grievances. No, 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 no. What happened in the game? Alabama didn't 
create shots, and they've been supposed to be creating shots on and off the court, and they just didn't do it on the court in the Sweet 16. Yeah. I love their coach, though, because Brandon Miller was out with two uh, fouls, and they went up and interviewed him during the game, which I think is the most absurd thing ever to interview during the game. Uh-huh. And he's like, is he? Uh, how long are we going to leave Brandon Miller on the bench? He said, screw it. We're putting him in right now. It's an NCAA championship. I like that a lot. Yeah. I The interviewing process is always baffling. It's like, I don't really care. Like, as a watch, as a viewer, I don't care Yeah, a lot about what the coach has to say unless you're asking, like, fun and interesting questions. All you're doing is, how can you stop being so bad and yeah. try and get a little <laughs> bit better in the next part of the game? Down well, 19 to 4. How are you feeling about the game? Not good, Doris. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you need to change things up? Look at the score. Yes, we do. <laughs> we are losing. What are you going to do in the uh, in the locker room? Try we're going to work it all out, baby. <laughs> we got a couple minutes before we're back on here. It's not like we have a week. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. But Fuck. San Diego State's next game. This is the worst call in in pot in history. No, I'm not going to say possibly. It's the worst call in history. I know it wasn't for the national championship. It was only a lead eight game. But this is the worst call in history. I, I don't even think it was a foul to start with. But we could even accept that fact. We can accept the fact that it was possibly a foul. Mm-hmm. He possibly touched him a little too much. But the timing. How many times are we going to let referees... Get away with being so bad in the wrong moments before something is done to them. They have no consequences. They have none. They have zero, dude. They should start getting fined like everybody else. I agree. I don't know how they go through their day-to-day job with just people screaming at them all the time in every single play someone goes up to them. Then fucking find them too. Yeah. Find the players. But that that's so bad. It's so gut-wrenching. And I don't even care about Creighton. Yeah, either but, do I. But, man, I felt that one. That stunk. Dude. San Diego State can't even feel good about that. I'm sure they didn't even think twice about yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably right. But did you see, speaking of ref shows, the how Real Muto got ejected in the last game yesterday? Uh-uh. He reached his glove back. He's catching, and he reached his glove back for a ball from the ump, and he didn't feel it, so he moved his glove away. The ump drops a ball on the ground. Because he was going to put it in the mitt. Mm-hmm. And the ump freaks out. Yeah. And throws Real Muto out of the game. I don't get it, man. It's like because you couldn't get a ball out of your pocket and he thought you weren't giving him a ball? So stupid. Like, how you can't have an ego. It's not, it, that's like if I gave you a high five and I pulled it away and did the whole psych thing and then you beat the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> And then you drove your car over me. It's a ridiculous ego trip that some of these dudes are on with being in control of a sporting event. The car side window down and then beating the fuck out of the passenger. Yeah, it's like when you're in the back seat and you click the light on when you're a little kid and your dad just stops the car and then beats the shit. So good. Dude. Um, Miami beats Texas. It's like not getting picked <laughs> by the priest to be the altar boy, okay. and then he beats the shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that I'm was done. taking it too far by the Washington Podcast. <laughs>
That's it's, like having a pepperoni pizza and getting half cheese and the vegetarian getting mad that you took a slice of pepperoni and then they take the pizza slicer and kill you with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's like petting. <laughs> betting on what? It's like betting on Brady's picks and then when they lose... Beating the shit out of him. <laughs> you don't think I really want to do that to myself, umpire? Oh, all right. But back to that statement. It's like you are officiating the the rules. Like, that's all you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's like officiating the rules and getting mad. <laughs> it's like beating the shit. Right, I'm done. Okay. That did it. Um, I'm good. Miami beat Texas. Yeah, they did. I just put March. Oh, that was such a good game, too. It was, uh, so I had, I was all over Miami within the Calcutta, outside of it, at Moneyline, wherever you want to talk about it. Pat, why didn't you take the four points? This is why. Yeah. This is why you don't take the four points. You don't need them. Yeah, keep them. I don't want them. Now, if you had Texas with the points, that would make sense, but that's why you don't bet on Texas. Or favorites. Exactly. Loser. So. Obviously, I'm working during this game. It's on Sunday. Um, Yeah, but I had the little app on, and I was checking in on it every once in a while, and then at one point, I just was like, play it. I'm watching it during the shift sometimes. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, God, these bets are going to just terrorize me. And then I went and actually did my job for a while and came back, and Miami was winning, and I was like, oh, I have to keep doing my job. That way, Miami will win. I feel oh. like every single one of these Elite Eight games, I would look at my phone, look at the score, and be like, okay, it's over. And then all of a sudden, I would get an alert, oh, Miami beats Texas out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, the best, dude. I'm really excited that I have Miami. Um, ah, I got bad news for you, though. Oh, UConn. Yeah, yeah. it's real bad. Yeah. Real bad news. So, so we got two matchups. Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State. San Diego State is minus two. The over-under is 131 and a half. Mm-hmm. I have FAU, but close. I like the over more. Really? Yes. Dude, I haven't been touching over-under since the first round where I would just take the unders in the first half. I'm pretty sure it's at like 85% unders. Yeah, until these last couple of rounds. Yeah, but there were still 32 games in one day. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Can't forget um, about those. So, Florida Atlantic, SDSU. Over-under is set at 131.5 right now. I like the over because I like Florida Atlantic in the game. And if Florida Atlantic wins, that means they're scoring, and then you have to speed up San Diego State. And their game is slow playing it. But if they have to catch up, they can score too. I don't care if Florida Atlantic wins. Maybe they lose by one, and the over comes in by a point. Yeah. I like the over. And you like Florida Atlantic? Yeah. Interesting. I'm just so – after a win like that, San Diego State either comes out and shit pumps them – or they come out flat, like, oh, we didn't deserve to be here. Yeah, I've been against San Diego State since, let's see, what game did I start going against them? Oh, I mean, I had them against Furman, which was kind of a bummer. I wanted Furman to win, but I had them, I had Bama, then I had Creighton, and I think this is the week I go SDSU. I like it. I mean, one and a half points, keep them. I'll just... Actually, I have to take them this time. That's a bummer. Florida Atlantic is what I want to happen. It's no longer what I need to happen. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. I think it's SDSU's turn. 
I think they're going to do it. I mean, it's very possible that they come out and want to prove that they deserve to win that game. 100%. It's, that's more likely to happen. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, just Florida Atlantic, just, everyone just keeps sleeping on them. I feel like they're a little bit of the bad boys and maybe get lucky on a pick that I picked the bad boys. Um, so I got I got a hypothetical I got to run by you. Let me hear it. Um, so I already I'm in a couple of runnings for winning pools, mm-hmm. like March Madness pools. And no. in one of them. No. That's the answer to the question you're going to ask me. Nope. Okay. Keep going, but the, just know that's the, the, the question is in some way, shape, or form, should I hedge? And Brady's saying no. I, I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yep. And we just, it's not in your nature. I Even know. Even if you win by hedging, how are you going to feel? Not good. Not good. Do I double down? Do I have a nice little nervous rush going through my body by being so confident by telling you no? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Yeah, you told me with full blooded American. Nope. And I still believe that. Yeah. I still do truthfully believe that when you hedge, you never come out a winner, even though you always come out a winner. But you want to <laughs> feel like a winner, too. Yeah. Do you it, – it, it's going to boil down to you got to go look at the bank statement, and then you got to figure out whether you need it or want it. You don't have to tell me or any of the viewers. You yeah. Gotta, that's what you got to boil it down to. Do you need it or do you want it? And then you have to truthfully believe that in your head. The answer is always both. And now I'm convinced that I should double down. You do whatever you want to do, but you don't tell me until the end. Okay. It's not going to hurt my feelings <laughs> if you hedge. I, I know it's not. It's not. It's only going to hurt my... But I... I'm no, good. it won't. I'm good. It's such a tough situation. Now my mind is scrambling. Yeah, you're like, where is it? Where's there the hedge? What is he going to do? But the spread and the overrun, it doesn't matter. Miami's playing UConn. UConn by a billion they can't lose anymore. <laughs> dude you sounded exactly like tim robinson <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> he can't hit yeah he UConn. can hit at that price point he can hit what can't UConn do i don't know man nobody's stopping him all you're, the way. You remember championship <laughs> by thirty both games. Yeah, where's UConn's women's team? Because it, if they lost, you, no, I know if UConn's women's team was also in the Final Four, I'd be hammering, hammering UConn, UConn. Yeah, but now this is like they want it more. They know the women didn't win it, so they got to hold down the fort for just one time. Yeah, it does feel like it's all kind of going. It's back to the UConn era. Yeah, this is such a win-win situation for me. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you why, but I think oh, I, I I think I, I know have an idea I know why. you get it. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But um, it's like that Family Guy skis. all Huskies all, all day. the time. Yeah, but it's so Miami, Florida is me in the Calcutta, and uh, UConn is James, and of course he's just conveniently not here. So fucking. It's um, so fucking. It's so fucking frustrating, and it's not his fault. Because he went in there with a motive, and he bought two teams total. Yep. And now UConn has a chance. Not a chance. UConn will win it all. So he's going to win money by spending the least amount. Yep, and by I'm far. I'm only mad at that because my teams are out. Mm-hmm. Yep. James spent $37. <laughs> if UConn was kicked out right now for no apparent reason, he'd be in the plus like $95. Yeah, and he's going to be even more when they fucking the hurricanes yeah. it's yukon minus five all day alternate spread alternate spread to six and when's a half. the last time they didn't win by 30 yeah when's the last time they even lost Has yeah. it's been like a couple weeks now yeah they 
cannot lose, and they will not lose. It's UConn minus five, alternate spread, 15. <laughs> no doubt. Fuck it, I'm throwing up the U, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim Leonard. I said it a thousand times on the podcast. I would, I'm, I'm in that situation where we talk about, would you rather have the the person who beat you in the playoffs to say the White Sox and the Astros beat him? And you're like, no, I don't want the Astros to win it all. That won't make me feel better. Right. This is the only saving grace of the Tar Heel season. If someone from the ACC wins the national championship, up. Oh, Conference of Champions is a tough one. That's why we didn't make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful sight for sore eyes. Sure is. Gives you some hope. Puts a little flag out there for some hope. For some fucking hope. Robin Williams. R.I.P. Um, all right, fellas. This has been Season 9, Episode 14 of the Washed Up Podcast. Changing it up for the first time ever. Let's go Huskies. Not that didn't feel balls. right. That didn't feel right. <laughs> Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Don't forget to stay hydrated this weekend. And don't let the liquor talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music and hang loose, homie. Fall back like I down. Okay, I gotta go right out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go right out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome I'm, I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord Won't quit till it's all mine, on oh God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset They ain't saying nothing to me now Get it, 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 get it,